Welcome to Realm, a podcast for Xennials. Hello. What a mustache you got going on there, sir. <laughs> you know what's funny about doing these um, episodes, calls, Zooms, whatever, <laughs> is that like normally, you know, when we used to like do these, like not recorded for people, <laughs> um, you wouldn't see me. <laughs> Well, we wouldn't see each other. Sure, because we were old school and we used to just talk on the phone. What? What is that? Tell us more. <laughs> Talking on the phone is Zooming for old people. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting better at it. Like now, you know, there was that awkwardness, but like now as the call is wrapping up, I move the mouse like closer to the end button so we don't have that like <laughs> awkward like wait where is it like I, I feel like one of those old people like looking for their glasses when they're on their face <laughs> <sighs> never thought about it before yeah um someone was on vacation last week I was it was lovely I had a lovely time I mean listen anytime you get to go on vacation is really nice um, especially in COVID times, it's very, it's very wonderful. So we just went and got like a little cabin in Arkansas, had a was hot it tub. the same cabin as you did last time or was it different? It was not, no. So, um, that one has a pool, uh-huh. so it's for hot weather. Right. And this okay. one had a hot tub for the, so it's for the uh, cold. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. it's like just starting to get less warm here. Yeah. You know, we, we've surprisingly had it spring is, I mean, spring, Uh, I'm already, I've moved on already over it. Uh, Fall has been more fall here than it normally is or earlier or something. So, so do you think um, we're going to have like a cold winter? I am a little bit nervous about that. Yeah. Cause I, um, we like our heat lasted So September, we always have a crazy heat wave, and we did, and it's always right around my birthday. So, like, it's like, oh, I'm sweating balls. It's my birthday. Um, (laughs) But then we just finished another heat wave of, like, 90-degree weather in October. Like, Mm. and not just, like, a day or two. This was, like, four or five days. Um, And that's not normal for this time of year here. You know, I don't, I don't mind, um, and I don't, I don't mind the, I don't mind the autumnal weather either. Mm-hmm. Either mm-hmm. it's been mm-hmm. nice, um, but I don't mind when it's a little bit warmer too. So, but this yeah, is a very waspy just, conversation we're having right aren't now. Are we? We're talking about the weather <laughs> and our cabins we went to on vacation. Well, I, I you had a cabin. I, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Did you, like pause? I, I just, I, I, I envision fires and puzzles and like David in the corner reading a book, occasionally making a dry, humorous <laughs> comment. Uh, fairly on the nose, except instead of puzzles, it was meals. <laughs> we just, we cook a lot. Okay. Um, yeah, but we also, we have fires. My brother is like, 
you know, he lived in the woods for like six months. Zach. He did, yeah. Mm. Uh, in Colorado, when he first moved out to Colorado, he was like a woodsman. Would so, Luke? Would Luke live in the woods? No. <laughs> no. No, definitely not. Uh, I, so. I every once in a while, Zach will say things like, "Well, if you ever find yourself lost in the woods," and I'm like, "I." But see, here's what I'm saying. There is just no scenario under which I am ever going to be lost in the woods. You can tell me what to do, but it's never going to matter in my life because he's like, "What if you're in a plane in Alaska and it goes down?" And you get, and I was like, "So, but back up though, because that you already started with a false." with a false pretense, which is, why would I be in Alaska? It's cold as shit there. Why would I go there? That sounds terrible. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but um, we had like this set painting night one year, freshman year of acting school. And one of our friends like was trying to talk to me about camping. Oh, and this is, <laughs> I don't camp. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how uh-huh. much these jeans cost? <laughs> one, of, one of your defining quotes. I don't camp. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh, there was a second one. One of mine? Yeah, you had two quotes that were like freshman year of theater oh. school. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to come up with the other one right now. I would have if we hadn't talked about it, but. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to. Th- I, I don't, I don't. Oh, wow. Now I'm curious. Okay. Stay tuned for next episode. <laughs> um, yeah. So did the the whole family was there? Yeah, so everybody everybody was kind of in shifts a little bit. Like we never mm-hmm. managed to get everybody there at one time. because okay. um, we like we couldn't book the cabin for the weekend. Like it was already Oh. It was right. you know, it's fall break all around here, so everybody's trying to get out of town. Um so we had some brothers and partners there sometimes and some brothers and partners there other times and but you know, we got to see everybody, so we did not have a fall break. Like, New England does not do a fall break. We didn't have a fall break when I was a kid. Okay. That was not a thing. No, that's new. Um, and I don't totally know. I mean, I love it. God, as a yeah. teacher, especially. Like, I adore fall break. Um, but, like, not everybody does. Like, um, you know, in Arkansas, my, my friend teaches in Arkansas, and they don't, mm-hmm. she doesn't get. I mean, I think it's a great idea. Like, it breaks it up. Yeah, you need it. You need Mm -hmm. it. Like, the beginning of school is really hard. It's hard on the kids. It's hard on the teachers. Like, this year is a complete clusterfuck. But, you know, even a normal year, like, you need a break. Everybody's exhausted. The beginning of the year is so hard. I wonder, I wonder who wrote the Book of Love. But I also wonder. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. If if maybe this will give us like if people are more interested in a better work life balance post COVID, we'll God, get some I more really bank holidays. So. Like right, I because, really like, hope so. I mean, I I'm working now more because of my film than I had been for a while. Like you know, I almost have a full time job, not getting paid for. <laughs> um, but. You know, I started to do, you know, oh, we'll get, we'll, get, we'll get up at six so I can start working, blah, blah, blah. I was like, this is stupid. Like, I shouldn't have to break my back on my own project where I'm the boss. <laughs> um, like, to do something that really can be done tomorrow. Yeah. And, like, 
coming to terms with the fact that like I push myself so hard the first couple days of the week and then I'm just burnt out by the end of the week. Yeah. And just living in that like constant state of burnout mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Like we don't need that. Oh, you just said the keyword. Oh my God. I love this. I listened to this Brene Brown podcast um, the other day and it, she was interviewing women, these two women who wrote a book called Burnout. Oh. Um, and it was about emotional burnout and um, how like we are not thinking beings that feel we are feeling we are feeling beings that occasionally think mm-hmm. and that like some of our neuroses are created by not going through the three steps of emotions. Um, and the last one is releasing it. Like we get, yeah. we get, we get to like number two and, but we don't release it. Oh um, man. And I'm saying most of the time, I don't think most people get to number two. Right. Mm-hmm. I think with most feelings, like, I don't know, I don't know what steps are, but I'm saying like you get to number one and you're like, Oh shit. Oh shit. It's a feeling. Let me figure out everything I can do to ignore that feeling. Mm-hmm. Let me go shopping. Let me eat some eat, stuff. Yeah. Let me get mm-hmm. drunk. Mm-hmm. Let me have sex. Mm-hmm. Let me get mad at somebody and have a fucking fight. Let me work all the fucking time so that I don't have to process any of that shit. Like we just all, we're like an entire country full of numbers. Like yes. we just numb out all the time about everything. Yes. And it's like, man, feelings are not that bad. It's fine. Just be fucking sad. Right. And you'll you'll stop being sad eventually. The sadness will go away and it will be all right. Like it's it's okay to be sad because it means you also get to be happy. Like just feel some stuff. It's good I, for you. I, I have a hard time with like the th- literally the steps are beginning, middle, and end. Like it's it's really that simple. Like yeah. And. Uh, you know, I think I, I start feeling, I think it's the incident and then it's the feeling and then it's the release. And I get to number two and I'm a, I'm a stuffer. Stuff that shit down. Um, I'm very waspy of you. I know, right? Uh, so I'm trying to think of what was really beneficial though in this conversation for me was everyone's just like, well, just go take a walk. You just, 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 just. Walk. You'll be fine. Take a walk. Fuck your walk. I don't want to take a walk when I'm mad. Um, but like in this podcast, they gave a couple of ideas of other things. Like physical activity is a way to help complete the cycle. Sure. But yeah, absolutely. Breathing, taking deep mm-hmm. breaths and exhaling slowly. Um, you know, uh, something that you love to do will help. I was like, oh, and I never, I'd never thought about it before, but like, I always feel great when I go on car rides by myself, like an extended one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do show tune therapy where I'm singing at the top of my lungs for like an hour. And I was like, oh yeah, oh my God, I should totally go do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I absolutely have gotten in the car um, to do like song fest. Mm-hmm. I absolutely have also like just cried my face off in a target parking lot. Yeah. I find I the really target parking it. lots, mm-hmm. grocery store parking lots, great places for crying. Great places why, for crying. Why parking know. lots? I don't know what the answer to that is. <laughs> I sometimes like it, uh, the grocery store or target can be particularly like triggering for me because you spend too about, much money <laughs> I, well maybe or like but most of the time it's just i am so triggered by inefficiency 
this is my prime, like being a fucking Enneagram one right here. I am so triggered by inefficiency. It is so fucking stressful for me oh my God, you're to like so watch people daughter. being bad at stuff. It's so hard. Like yeah. I just want to be like, oh no, God, just let me do it. And I like realize that the self checkout things are like taking jobs away and I feel really shitty about that mm. but at the same time it is so good for my mental health <laughs> it's so good for my mental health because I am such a bitch I hate everyone who has ever bagged my groceries in a grocery store. <laughs> I hate all of them every oh single fucking one of them I hate all of them they are all morons <laughs> so, I'm such a terrible person about it even the people so, who are like there to just bag. Yeah, they're ter- they're terrible at it. They're so bad at it. It's not like it's it's not hard, right? And I understand that partially this is like this is the world that we live in too, because like a lot of people actually do want their fucking groceries in plastic bags and they want everything to be double bagged and they yeah. do want like two items per bag and that shit makes me mental. Mm-hmm. Um I also worked at a grocery store for a while, like in college, and so do you remember that? No. Yeah, I did. It was when we, I've worked at a grocery store for a while. Um, and I, being an Enneagram one, w- was very fucking good at it and <laughs> retentive. And so I also know how it is supposed to be done. Right. And so, yeah, it's very stressful. I so I think like when I'm already stressed out and I'm having a hard day and then I go to Target or the grocery store and people are idiots and I am like super stressed out and I just get in the car and I cry a bunch. Um, I really need a good cry. I really, really want a good cry. Um, I did start meditating again, um, which has been helpful because I've been so stressed about this campaign for my film. Um, but, uh, and the meditation is helping, but like, not to like get you down in the dumps, but, um, I had a very unexpected, like, Sally feel ugly cry at my grandma's funeral. Um, And I knew I was going to cry at some point. I did not expect it to be in front of my entire family. (laughs) Um, Like, it just, like, it was just one of those things that came out of nowhere, and it just happened. And, like, I almost couldn't stand. And, but the point I'm making is that, like, about 10, 15 minutes afterwards, I felt like I just had a massage, like the best massage ever. Like my body was so, I I almost felt like I was floating. Like I just Mm -hmm. felt so light and airy. There is nothing that is as cathartic as like from your fucking gut, like heaving, hysterical crying. Mm -hmm. I find... Adele to be very helpful for this. <laughs> like there, you always get some triggering songs, but Adele works well just in general. I mean, Spotify knows what's up because there's literally a playlist <laughs> on there called "Devastating." <laughs> Maybe I, I need to give Spotify to another try. Um, uh, you know, I have very weird, weird, weepy triggers. Um. Need to come up with a better name than that, though. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of feel like it is a band name, the Weepy Triggers, <laughs> right? Like one of those like Avett Brothers type of like that we dated when we were in high school. Boho, sort of. <laughs> I or that, or that did spent not a lot date of... the Avett Brothers. <laughs> did I date the Avett Brothers? 
Is that know. who they turned out to be? Uh, I don't know who you're talking about, but. Well, there were several boys with guitars. I uh, dated yeah. several yes. boys with guitars. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, they mostly turned out to <clears throat> all be like, they're, they were more, I don't know, they were more rocky and less like hipstery. Yeah, yeah. Like it was emo. more leather they were jacket. E- they were emo. But it was like more leather jacket and less like man bun. True. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but like my 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 triggers tend to be like underdogish things. And um, Do you have an example of this. Like, it's, I, like, Benny so, Don't Be a Hero from, like, it's some Pat Benatar shit. No, like, like, Rudy and, uh, um, Like, the music from Rudy makes you No, think? no, the movie. Oh, um, okay. I thought we were talking about music specifically. Oh, no. You know, not... <sighs> music doesn't really work for you? It it does, but not crying. Um, oh, it okay. Not often does it make me cry unless I'm singing with it. Um... And like trying to create an emotional, um, yeah. The only time, oh my god, this is kind of embarrassing. Um, I was I was driving, uh, I was on a road trip, and I was driving back home. And this was, I was still rocking out. Like this was ninety nine or two thousand. I was still rocking out hardcore to the Backstreet Boys Millennium album. And this was I'm also. Sorry, are you saying that you're not currently still rocking out to that album? I'm not actually. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. I know. Sad. Six it is world. sad. Um, that was that was a long time. Uh, and I I distinctly remember this is when we had compact disc players, and we had those things where you had those tape recorder adapters because we only had tape players in our car, but it could oh, hook sure. up to our compact disc player. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was playing it, and uh, they have this sappy, sappy song at the end of the album called Greatest Fan, and it's about their moms. And, like, I, I almost had to pull over. I just started crying. Because it was, but that's my other trigger. It's like parental relationships make me cry. Well, sure. <laughs> I, I, I wish everyone could see the look Megan just gave me. <laughs> I, don't I think th- I can imagine the look I just gave you. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody's confused on the psychology of that, sweetie. <sighs> I don't think those are weird, weepy triggers at all. I thought you were going to be like, no, I just really like I cry really hard when I watch movies like Saw or Oh God, I no, don't know um, sports like, movies. I cry at sports movies. Yes, you're still a man. No, well, it's underdog. It's those underdog thingies. Yes, that's what those are. The, okay. Well, a let me say those are the ones everybody cries at. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so sweet that you think that. I mean, yes, underdog stories. That's like the whole point of sports movies. But like, those are the only things. Most of the dudes I know, that's what they cry at. It's sports movies and sometimes actual sports. Um. Yes. Though when I cried at a league of their own, it wasn't when they won. It was when they were like flashback forward when they were old and they were in the museum. And when they and started the... singing. Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's when everybody cried. <laughs> okay. Now I don't feel weird. Yeah. No, that's when everybody cried. <laughs> but like, while I enjoyed Steel Magnolias, I don't cry at Steel Magnolias. Oh my God. I ugly cried at Steel Magnolias. Yeah. Ah, ugly crying. Yeah. So I need to find something to watch. Because, like, I don't know if I can watch something I've seen already. 
because like it's going to be too anticipatory. Sure. Yeah, it's hard to recry. So I will tell you, you know what? I mean, this isn't going to work for you, but the, I do have a couple of things that like I will tear up at every single mm -hmm. time. Like when Ben and Leslie get engaged in Parks and Rec, like it doesn't matter how many times I've seen that episode, I tear up anyways. Oh, I have a moment on the West Wing where I almost always get like a little misty and it's when um, when President Bartlett comes out and announces C.J. Craig as the new um, mm. uh, White House Chief press of Secretary. Staff. No, no, yeah, Chief no, of she staff. was yeah. already Press Secretary. Yeah. Dumb, dumb. Yeah. For some reason, that always gets me. Listen, I we just watched, we like, as a family, all got together on Monday and like ordered pizza just like we used to, to do watch the on, special? Wednesday, on Wednesday nights. Yep. To go, to watch the special, <sighs> and I teared up. Just seeing all of them makes me happy. Yeah, I decided. You didn't have any feels about it. <laughs> I've decided that Sterling K. Brown has a funny cadence of talking. He 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 likes sighs when he talks. It's like, hi, I'm Sterling K. Brown. It's like he's taken too many voice and speech classes. He's like very on his voice. Interesting. I did not notice that. I thought he was great. I just thought it was super weird that they kept calling him Leo. Right? It was real weird. I also yeah. feel like, I don't know. I think it's, I, I, I'm probably crazy biased because like I just want it to be John, John Spencer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just didn't want it to be anyone else. Um, sure, it's hard. And uh, like everyone else basically sounded, said the line like the same, I felt like they said it almost the same way as from. I mean, I could, I could point out the times where they said it differently. Right? Because it was, yeah. Well, I mean, cause I'm such a fucking nerd. Like I've seen that show so many times that like I noticed when they said stuff differently. And Aaron Sorkin stuff has such a rhythm to it that it felt like Sterling was out of rhythm with everybody else. Oh, interesting. I did not feel that way. Like it did feel jarring for it to not yeah. be John Spencer, right? Like, yeah. it's, and mostly I noticed it very specifically when they called him Leo. That was very strange. And so it was a different relationship, obviously, with the people who were, it was a different relationship, right? Like, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't want somebody who was going to try to do John Spencer, though. No, that's fair. Like, I prefer the difference. I, I feel like, though, like, a this is us type of show, like, you're wearing your emotions on your sleeve in that show, whereas West Wing, it's a lot more about subtext. And, like, mm. and, uh, yeah. and so I felt like, I don't believe that this man would be chief of staff. Inter that's really interesting because I did not feel that way. I really liked, like, I thought he, because I thought he was, like, he's so reserved and mm. so, like, you don't get anything on his face. Like, so he oh, I is he was very, very like, emotional. Huh. I don't know. See, this is, this is what happens when different know, people right? watch different stuff. This is a lovely segue into what we're talking about today, isn't it? Uh, oh, oh. Because, People have opinions about actors. Right? Is that yeah. mean it's time for a list? <gasps> it's time for a list. Let's get listicum. Listicum. I wanna get listicum. Let's get listicum. Oh my god, Megan. Or as my grandmother used to call you, Megan. <laughs>
I don't know why she could never say your name correctly. Like I, I have been called Megan by other people. It's very, it's a. It's I know, strange. but like we and we 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 just stopped correcting her. I think at some point, but like <laughs> Megan. I want some people call me Megan. Oh, that's that sounds like a real like Southern backwoods kind of Megan. Yeah, Megan. I oh I don't even know if I can do it. That's like a diphthong. Like it's an, it's almost like a half an extra syllable. It's like Megan. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. That also feels like something you order at like Sonic. Can I have a Megan, please? <laughs> that's because you're trying to. Yeah, you got an e in there somewhere that it doesn't belong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Southern. I can't do half dip half. I know half a <laughs> syllable. <laughs> um, uh, what's our list today? What are we talking about? Well, we were inspired uh, by actually a conversation we had on my family vacation. We were sitting around talking about like the actors that you just will always watch their stuff, right? Like if they have, they have like sold you on who they are. Right. You're going to, you're going to buy in. Like you're going to be like, well, I don't know, but it's them. So I'm going to give it a shot. Like Julia Roberts, who's not on my list. Sure, I would imagine she is on people's lists. Yes. Right? Like, I think she's probably on my Aunt Sue's list. Yeah. I feel like my Aunt Sue really loves Julia Roberts. Also, I, anyone named Aunt Sue sounds like they probably right? love oh, Julia yes. Roberts. Anybody, everybody's Aunt Sue loves Julia Roberts. Right? Yes, and I adore my Aunt Sue, and she is such an Aunt Sue. <laughs> she is the sweetest. She, like, crafts. Oh my God, yes. Works at like the food pantry. Of course. Like where they make the boxes. Yeah, like she's she's lovely. And she's, you know, she loves Thomas Kincaid and Christmas. (laughs) She's your aunt, too. (laughs) So Julia Roberts did not make my list either, but I certainly understand why people like her a lot. Um, And she mostly makes really good stuff. Uh, yeah, I actually, um, so I've been, I've been like talking to the, the manses lately on some dating apps and uh, it's really interesting when the topic of rom-coms comes up because it seems like some guys are really against rom-coms and some guys aren't. And I find it very And, and does that teach you a lesson about who you should keep talking to and who you the should The ones who love rom-coms. To? Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Um, but then like some of them are always like, but then they're like the good ones. I was like, well, then you can't say you don't like rom-coms because like most rom-coms like in the greater picture of movies aren't like the greatest movies of all time. Right. Because like, of, what like, even, yeah. Like, I mean, I get that there are, like, rom-coms that are good, which is, yeah. like, the one starring Julia Roberts and Sandy Bullock. And there are rom-coms that are bad, like the one starring Katherine Heigl, right? Like, But but I'll still good, watch the Katherine Heigl ones because, like, they're charming, uh, but they're not listen, good. 27 Dresses was okay. 27 yeah. Dresses wasn't bad. Because you can't go wrong with James Marsters either. Right? Marsden. Marsden. I'm sorry. James Marsters is my guy. Um, uh, But funny enough this has now been like twice where someone's like, so like, and they're like, but I like, so I like pretty woman, but I don't like runaway bride. Well, sure. The one, pretty woman one, is good and runaway bride is not. Right. The one of no. them spelt it, uh, had a typo. And instead of writing one runaway bride, he wrote run runaway brass. And I was like, yeah, I'd run away from that too. <laughs> That's a whole different movie. Yeah. <laughs> Julia Roberts was in that <sighs> um, uh, do you want to go first? 
Um, sure, I'd be delighted to. Um, my first, uh, my first person on the list actually is an old school rom com vet, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Ooh. I just and I, I have to say, I also just adore that she has become like, like badass, like feminist yeah. producer lady. Oh my like God. I'm so into her. I was so thinking about that as I was driving the other day, and I saw a billboard for Ryan Phillippe's new show. And I was like, she is such a different person, I feel, at least her public persona, versus yeah. when they, they were married versus now. Right? Also, why do people keep giving him television shows? They're so bad. Because he's pretty. Is he? Yeah. No, I wouldn't screw him he, with somebody he, else's part. He constantly pops up in the gay blogs as like, ooh, we saw Ryan shirtless. Ugh, he does nothing for me. Nothing. Well, okay. You can, you can have him. Thanks, I will. You're welcome. <laughs> um, actually, did you see that Will and Grace episode where, like, Jack has to practice kissing him? No. Okay, it's in the new season. The new episodes, anyway. Yeah. Um, by the way, we forgot to mention that in, included with this list, we are also saying the actor or actress and the piece of media, so TV or, or film, where we fell in love. Yeah. So for Reese Witherspoon, for me, it really was election. Oh. Um, bef because before that, she'd done, like, Fear and Cruel uh -huh. Intentions yep. and, like, her crappy 90s movies. Um, was it was that like, before Legally Blonde was after? Oh, Legally Blonde was pretty significantly after, yeah. I think okay. Legally Blonde was, like, 2002 or three, uh -huh. maybe. Um, and all those movies were, like, 97, uh, okay. 98. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, she had, like, four movies in 1998. Um, I looked this up earlier, actually, because I was trying to figure out when, what, and in, in what order Election was. Um, and so Election mm. was one of, like, the four movies she put out in 1998. Um, but she was really different in that movie. So, like, it was the first yeah. one where I realized, oh, actually, she can act. Mm -hmm. Not only is she just cute, right? Like, she can and, act. Yeah, yeah she's, she can also act. She's not just a personality. So, yeah, I, I really like her. Um, uh, this is not going to be a surprise to you at all. Um, Sandy Bullock mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. is, is my first one, um, and the movie I fell in love with her was Miss Congeniality. Uh, <sighs> You're you one know? in a million, whoa. <laughs> Are you doing the dance in your head? I am. Yeah. <laughs> is that the dance we're going to do at my wedding to a man that doesn't exist? <laughs> Yes. In the full Statue of Liberty regalia. Yes! Yes. That shit is happening. <laughs> happening. I'm into it. But just don't tell you what, make it a we'll just do it for your 50th birthday. There we go. Even, yeah. We'll, we can do it for the wedding first, great. If not, 50th birthday. Yeah, can we make my 50th, like, huge? Because I got, like, sucker punched for a 21st and sucker punched for a 40th. Yeah, no, we'll we'll go to town. We'll we'll go to like a different town. We'll go to like yeah. a different country, maybe. Yeah. Let's go to like Mexico or some shit. Sure. Great. Uh, your next one. Oh, indeed, it is my turn again. Um, so <laughs> funny I, how that uh, works, right? Um, my next one is Allison Janney. <gasps> That's my next one too. See, I kind of figured, I was trying really hard not to make that there be too many that we were going to have that were going to be the same. But, you Maybe. know, I mean, it was West Wing, right? Because mm -hmm. you just adore her on West Wing. But then what was the one that made you realize that she wasn't just CJ? 
Well, actually, I think I fell in love with her during 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, sure. Mine is Drop Dead Cat. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Which is I think... Is that Minnesota I, accent? Honestly, I think, like, that... If, if we were going to do, a, like, a look back, like, this is the actor's studio with Allison Janney. This movie, Drop Dead Gorgeous, is what was the snowball effect that led to her Oscar win. Like, honestly, like, you know, that character, like, brought her to I, Tanya. Like, it's oh, not... Sure. So, like, yeah. you can connect those dots, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, She's just so good. So it's actually though, so Sandy Bullock came really easy for me and like, and like Allison Janney came next. And then I was like, okay, I have to start giving myself a little leeway because I do not like her show mom. And so like, it was like, I will, I will try and watch anything she's in. Well, sure. I mean, I, you know, did you, I, I don't know that you, you like guaranteed to like every single thing that somebody does. Right. I don't right. know that there's anybody on that list. Cause like Steve loves Matt Damon. That was the first guy he came up with when we talked about this. And I was like, okay, but what about we built a zoo? Yeah. And he was like, okay, that was a piece of shit. <laughs> and then there was that movie that like, where everyone was like shrunk down. Oh, right. I forgot about that, that was one. actually really bad. I never watched it. Like the premise was interesting. Yeah. But I heard it was really bad. Yeah. So, you know, it's just the thing where, like, you're going to give this person anything they do, you're going to give it a shot. Yes. Yes. And maybe maybe they don't necessarily hit it out of the park every time. But most of the time they're going to. And I, I have been meaning, actually, to try Mom again um, because I wonder – if it got to have some leeway because it, I tried it at the beginning mm-hmm. when it, when the premise of it was very like based on the daughter and the mom and the granddaughter, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was the whole point. Well, and then, then the I think it's gone. become, yeah, it's really mm-hmm. morphed. Like, I think it's much more like there's like a whole group of women and they're like, it's like about the alcoholism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I think that probably is really different. It still might be a little too sitcommy for me. I think that was my thing. I was like, all right, like the jokes are funny. It just, it just feels so much of that era that it, we now, it now feels abnormal. Now it's, now it feels dated because yeah, yeah like that's how I single multicam sitcoms feel dated to me now. Yeah. And so like, it's okay to watch golden girls because it's like, Oh, I'm watching a show from the eighties. Right. Or even Will and Will and Grace too. It's like, I'm watching a show from the nineties. We still did this. Yeah. Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. I'm sure someone will figure out how to bring back sitcoms in a multicam way, but it just has to feel new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to work on it. Mm-hmm. It's not working right now. Um, uh, I guess I'll go next since we both shared number two. Mm-hmm. Um, my third one is, this is also not, none of these are going to be a surprise to you. Uh, Tom Hardy. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh-huh, now, is uh-huh. that just because he's hot? I also think he's a good actor, but it might be because I think he's really hot. Yeah. Like, he's really hot. 
I mean, I understand. Listen, I did not put Chris Evans on this list. Oh. But let me tell you that I have seen all Chris Evans movies with the exception of Snowpiercer because I know what Snowpiercer <laughs> is about and I could not watch Snowpiercer. <laughs> Why is any on your list then? Well, because it's because he's hot. <laughs> like and so. I I mean, also, I think he's a good actor, but I'm not sure he is a good actor. I think he might just be hot. And I just like so, love him. So I just didn't think that was fair. I was almost, like, no, these are like people. Almost everybody on this list, except for the women, are because they're hot first. Well, I was trying to like have some more, some like more, ba- great, great, like more parameters for that. Like okay. more, more you're, solid you're, you're the one who's like against indie films and good acting. So... Uh, <laughs> I am not against good acting. I'm against watching things that are depressing. That's true. Uh, um, but uh, I fell in love with Tom Hardy during a Guy Ritchie, an early Guy Ritchie film called Rock and Rolla. Oh. Mm-hmm. Could you understand what he said? Yes. Fascinating. I find I don't know what's happening in Guy Ritchie movies because I can't understand what anybody's saying. Um. Uh, yeah, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and then the one with Brad Pitt. Yeah, you can't really understand it. Snatch. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but no, I remember, oh, well, I haven't seen this one in years. I just remember really liking it, and I think this was like, oh, who's that? Who's that guy? La, 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 la. <laughs> anyway, your turn. Uh, well, I am, I'm going to add another Avenger to my list. Uh, it's Paul Rudd. Aww. Yeah, right? Like, I, Paul Rudd's stuff is just always good. Like, and he, and I love him too because he does a lot of, like, he'll just do, like, one-off TV episodes. hmm Like, just because he's having fun or he, like, likes the people who... Did you watch that Netflix show with him? That sort of dark comedy? How was that? Yeah. It was dark. <laughs> it felt uh, darker than, like, they were trying to advertise it as a comedy. I'm like, this feels a lot darker. It was, it it was funny, but and it was interesting. It just was a it was a little dark for me. Mm-hmm. Was it more of like a drama with jokes? Um, no, it was more like dark comedy. Okay, like yeah, okay. yeah, like it was it was it was very in that wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but he still was funny and just incredibly watchable. Like. I can watch him eat hot wings. I can watch him be a superhero. I can watch mm-hmm. him do rom-com leads in like really shitty. I have, I've seen the one with him and like, it's Reese Witherspoon. There, It's like overnight delivery or something. Like it was a VH, it was a straight to video. That's how bad of a oh. rom-com it was. They just put it on video and I've watched it and it's still like totally But where did you fall in love with him? Oh, Clueless. Okay. Yeah, totally Clueless. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I was really like his first, I mean, he did, he had like one or two, like, you know, TV movie, like tiny thing, but that was, that was when he showed up. Um, for a while, I always got him and the guy who played the son, Dan Futterman in the birdcage confused, but I no longer do that. <laughs> sure. One of them is Dan Futterman and the other one is Paul Rudd. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um... <laughs> My next one is, uh, I've almost never liked anything he's been in. (laughs) Um, Okay. But Henry Cavill. Oh, Henry Cavill is bad. 
Uh, <laughs> um, he, yeah. He is a bad actor, I think. Yeah. And he he's in bad stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I'll still watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but you watched everything he's ever been in. That Not everything, but almost. But almost. Made me angrier than oh, I God. think I've been about any movie that I have seen. That thing made me angry. I was on an airplane. It was bad. Like I he was. He was also out. in like a couple of those movies that like that were a thing. I think it was late nineties or like the no early two thousands. Like all those. Um, like ancient Greek and Roman movies that were like super CGI'd. He was in oh, a couple of he? those. Yeah, God, I didn't he wasn't. He wasn't as big. Um, like Return of the Titans or whatever it was called. Like Release right. the Kraken. He was in those. Oh yeah. He was oh, also, was but I fell in love with him in the Tudors. Oh, he, I didn't realize he was in that either. Yeah, he was actually Jonathan Rhys Meyers' like sidekick in the first couple seasons. Mm. Um, and he and I think it was um, he had a sex scene of which he was shirtless and that's when I fell in love with him <laughs> sure, sure. did you watch The Witcher? I did um, did you like it? no <laughs> <laughs> um, there were some good moments but like <laughs> literally Tom uh, Henry Cavill is playing a character that has no feelings like, so, right. I like, mean, honestly, that's probably pretty good for him. So he, I guess he did a good job, but it's boring to watch someone who. But it's really boring. It's to really watch. boring to watch. Yeah. So there is. There's a guy who plays like he's sort of the comic relief of the show because it's a. For those who don't know, it's a fantasy type show, fantasy action adventure type. Game of Thrones kind of thingy. Um, and but there's this like sidekick he has that's really goofy and he's actually really good. Um, the bard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched the first couple of episodes and then fell off. Steve watched the rest of it and, and really liked it. And um, I have said that when the second season comes out, I'll catch up. Oh, I had to, to get to through the shirtless episodes. So, like, well, there's yeah. a lot of, I think there's a lot of backstory and stuff, but like my thing is, I mean, I don't, I don't know the, I don't know the source material. I didn't read the books or whatever, yeah. but like, man, that's the kind of thing where like, you have to have a, you have to have a long game love story in that. You got to get yeah. a love triangle or you got to get a, like, One of those I, is need much to be, more... I need to be desperate to see him make out with somebody. If, if the characters aren't going to be amazing, then you need to have an amazing storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that if they can't pick up, like, figure out how to make things better of what didn't work in the first season, they're going to they're gonna be spending a lot of money on something that's not a lot of people are going to watch. Keep watching. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm going to go West Wing Alumni 2 on my list with uh, Dulé Hill. Aww. Yeah. I just love him. And after West Wing and Psych, like, he's been in two of my, like, top five TV shows of all time. Mm. Like, it, it might even be top four. I don't know. I'd have to break it down. That stresses me out. But, yeah, two of my top favorite TV shows of all time. That, like, that earns you a place in the list, man. Uh... It was actually really funny to see him play, re- redo his character on the West Wing and the special as a much, not much older, but like he's older. It's 20 years. Like <laughs> 20 years is, is much older. Yeah, he's much older than he was. But I mean, like he was so much younger looking than everybody else on the show. Yeah. Um, so 
everyone else being older didn't feel as awkward not awkward but like yeah um though that weird like interstitial with him and elizabeth moss was weird it was it was a little strange i mean i thought it was vaguely amusing mm-hmm. i just i wasn't sure that the people they were trying to reach yeah were watching that show no, I, I mean, like, hey. people a, who are a, interested in a West Wing reunion yeah. are people who already vote. Yeah, a, a, a for effort, but I, 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 what's the, you, you Josh, Josh Lyman buried the lead in, in, at the beginning. Bradley Whitford. <laughs> yes, when he was like, they called the charity and was like, what can we do? And they were like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, look, we're all excited, like, you and I are excited about a Western reunion, but it's not probably reaching the people who... Right. I super enjoyed watching it, and thanks for doing it, but I I don't know that it helped. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -mm. But, hey, kudos to... But, you know, thanks for doing it. It was really enjoyable to watch. All about trying. Um, uh, Yay, Dulé Hill. My... I have an honorable mention, too, but... um, my last one is James Marsden. Ah, uh-huh. Um, and I I will never forget, like, this moment is ingrained in my head when, like, I, we were watching a casual episode of Allie McBeal. <laughs> and, Although uh, my memory is, is that actually that season, the watching of Allie McBeal was in no way casual because you were in love with him and I was in love with Robert Downey Jr. And they were both, like, being... A, just sexy as hell and also singing, which uh, is ridiculous. Well, I don't, I don't think I got into it until we were watching an episode and uh, he opened his mouth. Like, I thought he was cute. I already thought he was cute. But, like, then he started singing and I was like, oh, my holy God. What has he been doing lately? I haven't seen him in anything in forever. He does stuff. Um, I, I just saw him in something. Um, now I feel like I need to look it up. Um, uh, you know, he's supposed to be in the Enchanted sequel. He's, he does a lot of stuff. I, oh, oh, he was in Westworld. Oh, he was in Westworld. He sure was. Yeah. He is in Westworld. <laughs> Not oh, was, okay. is. I just assumed everybody was dead by this point. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't watch it. I don't know. I watched the first little bit and then I was like, oh my God, I don't like this. I have to stop watching it. <laughs> um... Do you have an honorable mention? Um, actually, I don't think I've gotten to number five. Oh, that's um, right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So my number five is Amy Poehler. Oh. Yeah, I will. I will always give Amy Poehler a shot. Sometimes her stuff is a little too awkward for me, but most of the time, it's most of the time she she airs on the side of endearing, so it works. Uh, I, I I did watch the pilot of Parks and Rec again. Well, the pilot is terrible. But I liked it better than I remembered. Well, good. Um, I would... I'm not rushing through it, but, like, it's not not on the list. Um, The wine country was bad. I mean, wine country was bad, but I watched it anyway. Me too. (laughs) Um, I also love me some Paula Pell, so... I don't have any feelings about her. But my Rudolph, though... Oh, you know what? Oh, thank God. Like, she's not my honorable mention, but she's now on my, like, I'm upset I didn't think about her because, like, 
I don't know when, but there, I don't know exactly what, but she is now on my always list. Mm. Yeah. Always. Like, I just get excited to see her face. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that her mother was the singer-songwriter who did the song Loving You? Oh, my God. I did not, but please don't sing that song to me. But that song was also written about Maya. Oh, that's really sweet. It does not make me hate it any less, though. <laughs> that song was on the... I worked at the movie theater in college. I was on the day shift. And mm-hmm. so I was working the ticket booth on the day shift during the week. There was nobody there. <laughs> and they they got, like, a CD from corporate every month where it was, like, songs from the movies that were in the theater. And so it just repeated every hour. But for whatever reason, they did not replace the CD for like three months. And so for three months, every hour, I had to hear that song. <laughs> and also a Nickelback song. And also an Uncle Cracker song. It was, <laughs> and also that like, the I'm blue, blah, blah, blah. I, I have never, I, those songs are like Pavlovian. Like, I want to murder things if I hear the first two notes of any of those songs now. Like, it was, I, it was I don't know if you know the influence you have over me, um, but you, I don't know if you still have this much rage against the Gwen Stefani as you once did, but you, like, violently did not like her when she was yeah. married to Dude, Kevin. she's the fucking worst. And she's like, not married to Gavin Rosdale anymore, and I still stand by that. She's the fucking worst. So I used to like her music, and uh, I don't think she's done anything good in a while. But it's to the point now, though, that, like, you didn't like her enough that I can't listen to her anymore. <laughs> I'm so delighted. I'm delighted to hear it. Because you like, just think to yourself, God, this is a dumb bitch right here. Oh, man, I hate her. I hate her face. I hate her voice. Every time she starts talking, I want to stab her. Like, this, it's just a really unfortunate thing. Like, I hate her so much, I now hate Blake Shelton. Yeah. I mean, that, to be fair, I didn't, really like, I didn't really like Blake Shelton that much to start with. But I was indifferent about it. But then, like, I don't know if the rumors of what happened are true. Like, it just, A, it makes Blake Shelton look like a piece of shit. And B, like, Really, that's who you chose to break up your marriage with your children with? Yeah, listen, trash people. Um, my, on, my other honorable mention is Chris Hemsworth. Oh, sure. Did you yeah. see his Netflix show, the movie they did on Netflix? Extraction? No, mm-hmm. but it's on my queue and I've heard good things. Yeah, I just, I, I keep forgetting that it exists. Um, like I probably would watch it. I, I find, I find like it harder to watch a movie that's released on a streaming service versus something I know that's been in the theaters and then gone to TV or streaming. Do you think that's because you're a snob? No. Okay. Why do you think it is? I mean, I watched Wine Country, and that wasn't in the theaters. Um, I don't know. Interesting. Maybe, maybe it's the type of movie. Like, so, some of the bigger, the movies that feel like 
they should have been like bigger box office things that are just really streaming. I was like, make it feel like to me, it makes that, it feel like they weren't good enough to get yes, released in a theater. Yes, yes. yes. That's what I, that's what I meant. Yeah. I don't think that's really snobbish. Don't that's- I think that that's a, it makes us feel like a marketing decision, like made by people at the studios. Well, it may have been like, I mean, I don't know how like a Chris Hemsworth action movie isn't good enough to get released in a right? theater. Like, um, I mean, yeah, they release a lot of shitty movies. So mm-hmm. I just sometimes wonder if like, did Netflix just pay more money for that? I don't know. And maybe it was never, maybe Netflix never intended to release it. I mean, there are certain directors who are being snobby, like Martin Scorsese, and won't work with a streaming service that won't release his films in the theater first. Right. Um, yeah. But no, I heard Extraction was decent. It did well on Netflix. I think they're doing a sequel. And I think it was billed as a more like old school kind of action film. Yeah. So. Well, I have sort of an honorable mention too. Um, Mindy Kaling. Oh, who I Yeah, I mean, who I loved on The Office, but then of course really like Mindy Project. Um, she is mostly being like a writer and a producer now though. She does not seem to be doing much acting. So I didn't put her really on my list because I just wasn't, yeah. Like I'll watch stuff she's involved in, but she doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be doing much. Did you see anymore. A Wrinkle in Time? I did. How was it? Fine. Okay. No, so not as bad as... Like, cause no, I heard, I heard not good things. No, it definitely, it wasn't bad. Like I, I don't have the personal attachment to the book. So I maybe people, grade for school. yeah, I never read it somehow. So I don't know, maybe people have, it wasn't what they had in their head. Um, but I don't know. It's, I mean, it's Reese and Mindy and Oprah. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it was, they're lovely. It's been on my queue forever. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Megan, what's up? What are, you, what are you whelmed about? Oh, I read a lovely, lovely book. Um, actually, I read it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, the whole thing? I read the whole thing yesterday. Oh, wow. You must have really liked I, it. I started it and then I could not put it down. Um, so it is called The Midnight Library by oh. Matt Haig. Um, and it is, it's actually on the bestseller list, like in the UK and US and Canada right now. Oh. Um and it is the it's a story about a woman i i don't know she's like i don't know she's 35 40 something like that and she she dies mm-hmm. and she goes to the in between which is a library oh. and this library is full of books and all of the books are the lives that she could have lived if she'd made different choices oh wow yeah so I do has, not want to go to that library. <laughs> it has already. Oh my God. See, I, de- I mean, I don't want to go to the library. So I don't want to die or whatever, but I love that. I like, I want to read all the books. I want to read all the books about me in my alternate lives. Like I would, <laughs> I would just read those books. That'd be great. Um, yeah, but it's, it's really like, it's, it's just life affirming and it's hopeful and it's, it's deep and it's kind and it's sweet. Um, and it, it's just a really, really lovely book. So I would, I would recommend it. It has already been optioned. It's going to be a movie. Okay. Um, so if you are, if you're like Mary Beth and you need to read the book first, then I would do that. 
Um, it's going to make a great movie, though. Okay. Oh, Assuming they don't fuck it up. But it's going to make, I mean, it, it has the potential to make an absolutely great movie. I mean, but isn't that always the case? Assuming they don't fuck it up. Well, sure. Chad, what are you whelmed about this week? I'm whelmed about a couple of things. I am uh, overwhelmed by the generosity of strangers and people who I don't know that well who are um, pledging, making contributions towards my film. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just really um, grateful and humbled. Um, and then, you know, people who have whelmed me with their generosity that I do know as well. Um, and I'm also whelmed, I, I, this has been on my queue forever and I decided to spend a little m- bit more time on Stars Network lately, which I actually think was inspired by our conversation to watch American President. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I started watching American Gods over the weekend. Oh. And I'm really enjoying it. Ian McShane is just the bee's knees and um i just really like the premise of uh, and 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 the 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 thought it provokes because it's about the old gods warring with the new gods but when they say gods like yeah there's there's some fantastical things that that happen throughout it but it's it's about what we worship as an american culture Mm. so you know so it's old versus new so it's you know what the gods used to represent um versus you know what what we're worshiping now as a society and a culture but done but done in a digestible way that feels both current and fantastical that sounds pretty awesome Mm mm-hmm well, we are whelmed that all of you are listening. We'd like to thank you. <laughs> we sure do appreciate you coming to hang out with us almost every week. And uh, almost every week. <laughs> almost every week. <laughs> Listen, sometimes life gets in the way. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> uh, where can they find us, Megan? We are on Instagram and Facebook at Whelmed Podcast, and we sure would love if you'd come hang out and talk to us and tell us what you liked and what you didn't and what you whelmed about and what we should do next. We'd love to hear from you. And we also would appreciate if you feel like sharing us with somebody else you know who is not listening to Whelmed yet. Uh, We just want everybody to come enjoy the fun with us. Getting whelmed with it. Na, 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 na. (laughs) <laughs> i'm full of songs today yes you are i'll leave you with this fact at one point i knew every word to that song oh wow <laughs> yeah, i'm not sure i could pull it off anymore but at some point i could get jiggy with it from beginning to end <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love you honey what would i do without you you never have to worry about that Bye. Bye.